There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Sonic Microphones on. and welcome to the Pod Doctors on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast on the BBC series Doctor Who. I'm Sean Fangirlass. And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing Series 12, Episode 6 of Doctor Who. Okay, Doctor Who has never shied away from what's happening in the world. Very true. But this one was just so over and in your face. It's like, wow. I mean, you had said... Can't argue that, yeah. This episode was <laughs> amazing. And questions and everything. And this one was like, okay, I get it. We as a species need to clean up the world and take care of things. But this was kind of something else. Right. Yeah. This was more than even Orphan 55 was. Right. It's weird. Right. It's not just me. This is a little like weird how hard we're pushing over. Right. Yeah. Even Terry sent me a message saying that he just hated the episode. So. <laughs> well, it kept reminding me too of the one with when we first meet this doctor, like the guy right. with the teeth face. Yep. That's like, oh, they're back? But I don't know. Yeah, but, I thought of the tooth child in uh, Channel Zero. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they've, they've crossed over. We're so screwed. <laughs> well, you have some ratings news, right? Yes, episode six brought in a 0.13 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.464 million viewers, making it the 49th rated show for the day, which is pretty darn good because the Super Bowl was on at the same time. I know. It was very hard. I will admit I was not one of the people watching live. Right. Because I didn't care about the Super Bowl. I just wanted to watch the commercials and the halftime show. <laughs> <laughs> And I was flipping to the Puppy Bowl because I have no attention span, apparently. But all that being said and done, still, 49th, when you're up against all of that in the U.S., and I'm sure a lot of people elsewhere were watching Super Bowl and feeds because of betting, but right. I'm still really happy with the results for our ratings this week. Yes. Whether or not it's happy with the episode, eh. <laughs> Episode 6, Praxius. What connects a missing astronaut in the Indian Ocean, birds behaving strangely in Peru, and a U.S. naval officer who washes up on a Madagascan beach? T. 
Team TARDIS <laughs> investigates. Why does that sound like a news story? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> Team TARDIS investigates next on BBC One. So first of all, I want to say, and obviously we're going to jump into it, but the fact that we had the team all split up, we right. haven't seen that in quite some time, right? Like, I don't no. remember it in New Who. Right. So. Yes, this was the one thing that I I liked about it. Now, I know I saw a lot of complaints about them not really getting enough time, but you're kind of only limited. Right. With the amount of time you have, so you really can't let Ryan delve into his part of the mission in Peru and Yaz and Graham in Hong Kong. And so. We did kind of see it the one episode when Ryan and Yaz were off and then Graham and the doc when we meet the master. But I feel like they really had their own missions and they weren't 100% connected. So I was surprised and I liked the way they did it. The dynamic, I think, overall worked. Right. And the interesting little uh, communicators that were implanted in their necks was something we hadn't seen in Doctor Who either. Okay. I like now, at one point, we see the camera kind of pan out on Ryan is the first time I actually seen it, like right. the little circle, and I thought he was infected. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. And then it's like, oh, no, no, wait. He just called her. Okay, okay. It's not like implanted, but it is. Right. At first, yeah, I thought he was infected from touching <laughs> something. Yeah, the bird. Yeah. Let's start with the bird. For people and birds. Uh, the episode starts with an astronaut calling Mission Control that's saying he's lost control of the ship. And I will admit, I did not realize that the UK had a space program. Right. So I'm like, oh, okay, this is great. We're going to get more of this. But all of a sudden, not it kind so of switches. <laughs> yeah, we then get a police officer who is named Jake, who apparently is acting as a security guard at a convenience store, which at first I did not know what was happening. Right. He's just like chasing a guy and he ends up tackling him. And it turns out, yeah, the guy was a shoplifter. Who gets let go by the store manager? Right. Yeah, apparently it's a little over the top. And I can't say that I disagree with that. It's like, I don't right. know what he took at a yeah. grocery store. Yeah, it looked more like a little convenience store. So it doesn't matter what the guy took. It wasn't enough to <laughs> go through that. Yeah, not like a jewelry heist happening. Right. <laughs> It's like, oh, okay, they're serious over there, okay. Yeah. <laughs> then we get to see two travel vloggers, Gabriella and Jamila, in Peru, heading to the most amazing river that you'll ever see, and it turns out, nope, it's a heaping pile of trash. And right. that's a little sad, like, just seeing that moment, because yeah. we get, I think it was Gabriella, say, I don't understand, it was beautiful, and it was just three years ago. Right. And like right then, it's like, all right, you know, this is going to be a huge like social commentary. Yep. And I get it. And that sucks because I personally had kind of a flash to Fury Road. I don't know if, if you've watched that. I know this might be a leap, but the one moment when Furiosa is like, no, this place is a paradise. I have to find it. And she ends up going through it and it's desolate and just destroyed. And it right. hadn't been that long. Well, I think in. That show had been about 10 years, but it doesn't take much. And I get no, that. it sure doesn't. And it's like, oh. I kind of thought, personally, because I have not traveled, that Prue wouldn't have had that kind of just junk and trash. 
But then I'm thinking, we've seen what happened in the U.S. with the government shutdown and people going to the national parks and just leaving their junk everywhere. They weren't picking up after themselves. So I can totally see right. being traveler. Right. And except for, let's see, I think I saw a scene. I could have understand it being tourist trash as well, but I can't see a tourist bringing a sink and tr- dumping it there. Oh, so. I didn't catch that. But yeah, yeah, some of it has to be from the, the locals, but still, if the place was such a awesome, beautiful place, why would the locals want to trash it as well? But of course, people will find places to dump their trash. Right. You just kind of look around. It's like, oh, this is depressing. Yeah. People don't clean up after themselves. Go to a movie. Nobody's picking up yeah. their stuff. It's horrible. But anyway, that's neither here nor there right this moment. We get to go back to Jake in a bar since he was let go of his security position. A little over the top. And he's drinking and watching the news. And suddenly he's, he asks the bartender to turn it up. And he sees the missing astronaut. And his name is Adam. And next thing you know, he gets a text saying, find me. But he doesn't recognize the number. Right. So when he asks who it is, we get Adam. It's like, oh, okay, so here's a connection. At least they're going to start the threads for us. Great. Right. You figure it probably a brother. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. A friend, whatever. Right. But it's like, oh, wow, where is he? He's in Hong Kong. Hold on. Is that even close to where he was supposed to be landing? No. And why didn't we hear anything if he crash landed in Hong Kong? And we get to see back in Peru, Gabrielle and Jamila decided to pitch a tent in all of that that junk, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all that bleh. And Jamila gets up, apparently, to go to the bathroom. And we see that weird bubble camera angle. So it's like, okay, something has come for her. Something or someone. Yeah. And she's missing now. All things that I'm like, all right, are we going to start piecing the puzzle together? Well, when Gabriella wakes up and finds that Jamila is gone... She notices one other person around who just happens to be Ryan and blames him immediately. Yeah. I can see her taking that jump. Oh, absolutely. Of course it's not him, but she doesn't know that. He's like, I don't have anything in my bag. I don't have a car. I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm thinking, all right, if you don't have a vehicle, she's going to get real suspicious real fast, too, because how did you get there? Right. But he's there (laughs) just investigating the birds in the area. And when you see a dead bird... And he tells Gabriella, don't touch it. But he's going to touch it. I'm like, are you at least wearing gloves? No, he just wraps it in a (laughs) t-shirt. I'm like, what is happening here? Right. But there's weird markings, which I almost didn't catch the first time. It's on the wings. And I was like, what is it? Is the bones already coming through? I didn't get what it was, obviously. No. It starts to (laughs) take shape here shortly. Gabriella's phone ends up buzzing, and Ryan asks, oh my gosh, is that your friend, Jamila? He's like, no, but I had already been online trying to find her, and somebody told me there was already an emergency call out this morning for this area about a mile away. So they end up going to where her friend was supposedly picked up and taken to. And why is this creepy-looking hospital, like, deserted and quarantined and... Oh my gosh, what's happening right now? This is a horror movie, right, not Doctor yeah. Who. Exactly. It sure seemed that way. Really, I was like, this is turning into something totally different from Doctor Who right now. 
<laughs> As they're walking in the hospital, I'm like, are we going to see piles of, like, bodies or blood or, like, empty child? I don't know, like, something happening. Right. I was getting creeped out. And, okay, so that vibe was really good because I was thoroughly creeped. And they end up going to the quarantine area. And, of course, Ryan's like, all right, let's go in. I'm like, Ryan, this is how people die in horror movies. What are you doing? Yes. <laughs> First he touches the bird, and then he goes into a quarantined area. I but mean, you're a dead man. You're not Superman, Brian. And Gabriella is like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Well, you want to find your friend, right? There's nobody around. It only makes sense. It's like that's a bit of a leap." But they go in there and they see a body covered, and of course, Gabriella is like, "No, no, that's not her. Sorry, honey. I I kind of figured it was her as soon as we seen that body." But they right. pull back the sheet and. It's her with some weird-looking rash. And, yeah, like you had already said, it looked like the tooth child from season one of Channel Zero. That was, that's yeah. the stuff of nightmares right there. Yes, just a little bit bigger. Yeah. Not kid teeth. <laughs> and I think it was Gabriella that kind of touched her, and I'm like, don't touch her. Right. And her eyes suddenly open, and they're just glassy white, much like zombies in every film. And I'm like, run, run. Right. <laughs> And suddenly she starts convulsing and that rash spreads all over her and poof, she turns into dust. I'm like, what just happened? Right. Yeah, this is not good. No, I was like, this is definitely a horror movie. And I'm thinking, that's great. I don't think we've really seen too many like scary Doctor Who. So I was getting excited. Yeah. It took a turn. Because next thing we know, we see the doctor running across the beach, which is not easy. And I'm sure it's not easy in the layers that Jody was wearing either. No. And just screaming, need a little help out here. <laughs> because she was looking for survivors of a downed U.S. submarine. And there happened to be two scientists hanging out by a trailer, giving each other a hard time. And they take off running. Now, we didn't know at that moment they were scientists. I was thinking, okay, are they lifeguards? Is this like a public beach? What's happening? Right. Especially when the one's like, oh, yeah, one day you'll beat me here to work. So I'm like, okay, they must be lifeguards. <laughs> but we have Suki and Aramu, and they run over to help her pull out the guy from the water. And he's wearing a naval officer's uniform. It's like, what? What is this? Yeah. And he starts kind of babbling after CPR was performed. Thankfully, there wasn't too much contact because he had the weird stuff on his hand, too. Right. And he just started babbling that it was in the submarine. It was in there. It was there. And it's like, what are you talking about? And guess what happened to him? Same thing that happened to poor Jamila. All of a sudden, that took off all over his body and poof, into sand. And I love everyone else's face. Is like, what just happened? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. This is not good. Right? I did think it was kind of funny because the doctor's like, what connects everything? And she's rambling off all these things. And then, was it a talking bunny or something? I'm like, wait, what? Right, yeah. The magicians? <laughs> yeah. I think one of the rabbits got off course. And when they- <laughs> That she, brown one. Yeah. She just happens to say alien technology. And they're like, wait, what? Did you just say alien? It, now- Yeah. She could have totally played that off because anything that you don't know could be said to be alien. Oh, it is all the time. Yeah. But- she just kept going, like, oh, yeah, yeah, no big deal. These poor people just sitting there, like, you did see him just turn to dust, right? I 
Just want to make sure we're all seeing the same thing. Did somebody spike my cornflakes? That's what I, right. I think I would be thinking if I was one of those two. But things get stranger. Yeah. Because we see Jake, who happened to end up in Hong Kong, and he's trying to kick a door in. Now, maybe it's just me, but you're a police officer. The hinges are on the outside. You're not kicking right. it in. <laughs> it's a metal it door. Is. That that's like a pull, not a push. So probably yeah. not working. Guess who shows up? Yaz and Graham. And Jake identifies himself as a, a detective. And I'm surprised Yaz didn't say something. Right. But instead, she's like, "So was Graham." Yeah. <laughs> instead, it's like, "Oh, what are you? What are you doing? Why are you here? Trying to kick in a door?" And he's like, "I am searching for Adam Ling." He's a missing astronaut. He's like, what are you doing here? He's like, well, I don't know. We're looking for stuff, and we have a whole bunch of skeleton keys. How about we take over this part? I loved his face. Like, oh, well, yeah, that'll probably be helpful. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, they go inside, and Graham has a scanning device, which apparently he's holding upside down as he tries to get them to walk through the wall at first. It's like, oh, wait, no. (laughs) Right behind there. Yeah, it's like, oh, oops. Right through that door. (laughs) So they go through, and there's the astronaut in his suit. And again, I'm getting throwbacks to our NASA suit way back. Right. I'm like, oh, what? what's this? Is this something? Are the silence here? Like, right. I'm thinking it's all going to be strange and connected to our past stuff. But no, it's even weirder because they have to detach him because suddenly there's things that are shooting at them that looks like the empty child all grown up. Right. And they're trying to get him out of the area, which obviously isn't easy because he's not doing so hot. And the doc just shows up and she's like, hey, oh, yikes, things are shooting at us. All right. Jake had gotten one of the large space guns away from one of the things (laughs) and shoots them. And of course, the doctor takes it and kind of throws it outside. It's like, oh, you shouldn't have this. And why can't I get their mask off them? Which is exactly why I was thinking empty child. Right. But they all end up on the TARDIS, and I love it because they're like, wait, what's happening? This doesn't look right. Why is it bigger? No, it was smaller. Hold on. Yeah. (laughs) Obviously, these poor people have all been thrown into something huge with really no setup. So they're all a little confused, and I can understand. Oh, absolutely. But as they get in the TARDIS, Yasmin decides to say, you know what? There was a device I didn't have a chance to grab, but it seemed really important. So I'm going to go back. And surprisingly, the doctor says yes. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. No. He's like you The got- doctor never leaves a companion on her own like that. No. She's like, okay, fine. Especially when there were things shooting at them. That was the biggest, like, red flag. I'm like, what is happening? Why is she saying yes? I thought she knew something. Right. But she lets her go, and she's like, all right, an hour. But Gabriella's like, I can do it, too. I'll help. I'm kind of not just sitting here. Like, she's bored in the TARDIS or something. Right. Really? You can keep walking and not find the end of it. So, (laughs) but whatever. Hey, at least Yaz has a story all on her own, which kind of surprises me, too. Because Yaz has not had a whole lot of storyline. Nope, she hadn't. So I'm glad they got to investigate. And, well, things I'm sure are going to go totally smooth for them. Because it's Doctor Who. Always do, don't they? Doctor Who, of course it does. Well, they get a call from Suki and Aramu saying that something unusual is going on. So let's go back to Madagascar. And they're the birds that are there. 
are not native to the area, and they're acting very strangely, just like the ones in Peru. Was that like a vulture or something? I couldn't figure out what that was supposed to be. Yeah, it was hard to tell. The one that we kind of see in right up front sure looked like a vulture. Yeah. But the ones up flying were not big enough to be vultures. So it it really kind of confused me a little bit, too. Of course, the doctor wishes she could examine one of the birds. So Ryan pipes up and says, well, will this one work? Thanks, Ryan. Yeah. And of course, they get everyone inside the lab and start to figure out what's wrong with Adam. The doctor gets some blood and downloads the information onto Suki's laptop about Adam's condition, and she finds out there's an alien pathogen in his system. Ah, crap. Yeah. That's all I kept thinking. (laughs) Yeah, Ryan examines the bird and sees there's plastic on the inside, which leads the doctor to figure out that the alien pathogen is attaching itself to plastic. Not just a little plastic. No. It was, like, totally full. It was really gross. Yes, it was. And, of course, this includes microplastics that humans take in form of food and water. Now, I don't know about you, but that kind of freaked me out. Oh, yeah. I was like, what? (laughs) Wait, what? Yep. My eyes Find that crap (laughs) everywhere. No wonder people can't stay healthy. Right. The doctor notices that the dead bird is decomposing naturally and decides to use the bird's enzyme to try to cure Adam. Now, the doctor then contacts Yaz, who believes she is on an alien planet. (laughs) She was so proud of herself. Yeah. (laughs) That, of course, is what I'm thinking. Like, what did you touch? Yeah. Well, we see her as they go back inside the building, and one of the hooded figures tries to get to him, but runs away, and they later see him walk up to this thing and push a button and disappear. So, Yaz says, let's go do it. (laughs) Gabriella says, are you crazy? But, okay, I'll go. Right. Okay, (laughs) let's do it. And Yasmin tells them that they're in a lab where they have found Adam and sending the data to the Indian Ocean and Madagascar. So, whatever that device was, was pumping data to those two places where the doctor is currently. Aha. And that's like, what? Yeah. What's going on here? That's a cold bond. Well, as the doctor starts to question Suki, we find out that eh, she's not from around here. No, no, she's not. Yeah. She calls the alien infection Praxius and then transports away. It's like, yeah, bye. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> this is what it is. Good luck, suckers. That's how I felt yeah. like it was going down. <laughs> it was. Thing. Of course, Adam volunteers to test out the cure for Praxius, and the doctor gives it to him. Well, they didn't exactly have a whole lot of choice. No. And they go to get Yasmin and Gabriella and discover they're under the Indian Ocean. Well, so much for your planet there, Yaz. Right. Well, that alien-ish kind of thing. Oh, Yeah. It sure looked that way. I mean, what? There was part of the sub in there. and oh, I thought the whole sub was in there. It might have been. But yeah, you see like the front of the sub and I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so the doctor finds Suki again and discovers that she's not from around here. She's from another planet, a planet that was taken over by the disease. So the doctor tries to convince Suki that she'll help, but... Yep, the praxis takes over before she can do anything, and it's bye-bye, Suki. 
Well, I thought it was worse that she says, yes, she was a scientist and she came here to try to figure out how to fix it. It's like, And the doctor was like, wait a second, did you do this on purpose? I thought yeah. she was going to be like dead meat, really. And, yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. It was amazing that the scientist and because apparently she knew that the virus fed on the plastics. Oh, well, this was a perfect place to search for a cure because there's so much around here that it'll just go crazy. Yeah, it's like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah you have uh, no feelings for the indigenous species on this planet much? Right, because it's not just going to kill off like the people who are causing all the planets. It's killing off the animal life, too. Right. And just because you look humanoid doesn't mean you have similar biology. Right. It's like, well, this is where things are going to get really bad. Yeah. But the good news is the cure seems to be working on Adam. So everyone starts working on a way to send Praxius around the world using Suki's ship. And they happen to succeed with some help from Jake, who drives the spaceship when the autopilot fails and then is saved by the Doctor in her TARDIS. And the Doctor and her companions then leave Adam, Jake, and Gabriella on Earth and tell them to take care of the planet, or we'll be back. Great. Yeah, now we missed one little conversation that Graham and Jake had there on the beach, where we find out that Jake and Adam are actually married, but Jake feels very inferior because his husband's an astronaut. I thought we were going to see Graham break down. Because that was very right. sad when he's like, do you know what it's like when somebody shines so bright? And I'm like, oh, you yeah. just seen his face. And I'm like, no, no, I can't yeah, handle you knew who he Right. You knew who he was thinking about. Absolutely. Some great acting there. Yes. I was just like, it, it was hurting my heart. I'm like, don't, don't do it. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I mean, it wasn't a horrible episode. It was just very much in your face episode. Right. So I was, I don't know, just kind of surprised, I guess. Yeah, we really haven't gotten one that much in your face. I mean, yes, Chibnall has so far been very socially conscious of what's going on. And and we have gotten one or two episodes that address social issues in the season and a half of him being the showrunner. But but this one definitely shoved it in your face. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wanted to like it more. Right. Yeah, like I said, I didn't dislike it, but it wasn't one of the better ones after what we had last episode. It's like, what? Yeah, and it was, uh, yes. <laughs> they got us all excited and they sh- definitely should have known that placing this episode here was going to be a huge letdown for most Tuvians. Right. It's like, okay, we're going to put this more. here, plant the seed, and then left turn. Thanks. Yeah. Now, maybe if they would have swapped Orphan 55 with this one, it might have played better. Oh, yeah. No, no. Okay, I know what you're saying. Because that was Earth and yeah. I don't know. It's not bad. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to leave it there. Right. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we want to hear from you guys. Let us know what you think at thepoddoctors at gmail.com or contact us at, at fangirlzone.com. I can't talk. We will happily answer. Any questions you have, if we can, of course, or at least talk about it on air and see if we can all try to figure out the answer. Like, still want to know, who's Ruth? That's right. a big one right now. 
But yeah, now we do need to shout out Rob Cox and Misu for forwarding his messages over on the Facebook page. Oh. I guess the uh, Jadoon episode, he sent us a little uh, Jadoon poem, so. <laughs> Wait, we have a we poem? Need to, uh, yeah, <laughs> we need to uh, shout them out and see if we can't do a little bit better job checking the Facebook page to make sure we get your uh, comments on air. We apologize, Rob. Oh, I, I'm sorry. We'll definitely get that on the next episode. Oh, my goodness. I apologize. And I know because we are, are without one of our doctors here. Terry's in the middle Yes, of... who is the one who definitely keeps up Facebook page. Yes, we're very sorry that we have not been able to do And we miss you, Simone. Yeah, and we miss Terry. Yes, we do. So, yeah. And he should be getting his... Uh, um, TARDIS, Tardis back up and running. running soon here. Yeah, within a few days, I we're hoping. Yes. So hopefully we'll have him back next week. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. We see Terry soon. All right. Well, while you're online and running through all the interwebs, you can rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you find us on because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends. I'm sure you've told everybody about Doctor Who by now, but there's probably somebody who just hasn't started the show yet. Go ahead. Have them dive in. Just head first. Pick an episode and make them watch it. And we want to know how their reaction was to for their first one. So let us know. Because yeah. that just sounds like it would be fun. For this episode of The Pod Doctors, I am Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve. What can I say? I'm a romantic. And until next time.